the culture of your home is the incubator of character. You are the only mother that your child has. You're the only father that your child has. You're the only person who can be you in their life. And you have a lot to offer. Isn't the goal of parenting not that we have these 42-year-olds who are still coming home on time and cleaning their rooms, but that they actually leave and we have hardwired them for the virtues that we want to see in them? The thing we all have in common is that we are interested in our kids' future. I know the Parent Network exists to help moms and dads in whatever way you can, when you can, and how you can help moms and dads help their children have the future that God's promised them. Well, hello and welcome to the Parent Network Podcast. I'm Sass. And I'm Corin. And we are here today with a couple of folks who I've gotten to know over the last couple of years, and it's really been a joy to kind of, I feel like I have some new friends uh, through what we're doing here in the Parent Network at Port City. We're here with Clay and Jessica Sheets, and uh, we're going to have a fun conversation today. Their parents, uh, they're really involved in here in the life of our church. They love Jesus, and I know that they're kind of pushing their family in that direction. Remember, what we're hoping to do with the Parent Network is to equip and encourage uh, parents to help your family walk with God. And so, Clay and Jessica, kind of really before we jump into your story, um, let's talk a little bit about you guys. And you're, you've been involved with the Parent Network like for a long time, like since we've been doing it. Now, I want to know why. Like, what is it that sort of drew you in to sort of be a part of everything that we're doing? And then we'll jump into kind of your family and your story and all that stuff. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, we are happy to be here tonight. And um, well, the reason that I think we jumped into the Parent Network is because we need all the help that we can get. Amen, sister. <laughs> Something all parents can relate to. <laughs> Whether they know it or not. Right. <laughs> yeah, cool. I think we knew that the uh, the teenage years had the potential to be a challenging time. So we wanted to make sure we had some believers walking with us through that. Yeah. So we kind of jumped in as deep as we could get. Yeah. And I remember being at a number of different, uh, you know, just different parent nights where we're talking about different specific issues. And you guys uh, have always had such great insight and, and, and really have just jumped in and engaged in really kind of a fun way. OK, so so tell us what what's the most fun thing about parenting in your family right now? Um, really, I think getting to know our daughter as she's becoming an adult is has been really beautiful. It's kind of like um, almost like falling in love again because you're starting to see who she is going to be separate from being my kid. Um, and that's there's some tension in that too, but it's definitely been really fun. Uh, she's 15, and so we've been able to do a lot of fun stuff together and more, more adult activities that we can do with her versus when she was younger. Um, we're, we like, you know, we're really into music and we like to go on hikes and to go to concerts and we get to do all that stuff with her and it's just been kind of a joy for me doing all that. She's gotten to be a little bit older, just watching her articulate things. It's like, oh wow, you have you have this opinion. I didn't know that you you had that. You know, like you, <laughs> that that you come from you came from when you were a kid, and then now you're kind of like an adult, yeah, uh, in a sense. And she has her own thoughts that sometimes we didn't even know were there. And it's really neat to see that develop. Yeah. Um. And then she just got her permit recently. So that's been another... Should oh, yeah. we stop and pray? I mean, so no. that, that's an actual <laughs> highlight, huh? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> that's something fun. fun. Um, the first yeah. time that we drove really all three together was on the highway going 70 down 40. So, wow. Um, that was a little nerve-wracking, but she's really a great driver. And since then, it's been it's been really fun having her drive us around. That's awesome. It's been neat. We can like listen to music, and we have sort of our music tastes are the same in, in some 
some ways. So that's been fun. And just um, watching her drive and trying not to, <laughs> to freak out. I was out with our daughter the other night. And then literally as she's you know getting ready, I think, to hit the car that's coming at us, my foot is, you know, on the driver's floor. And she's like, Dad, you don't have a brake over there. You know you can't stop the car. <laughs> She does the same thing. She'll look at us like, I'm a good driver. We're like, I know. It's, I know. We trust you. She like laughed at me last night. And I was like, don't laugh at me because I like tense stuff. Yes, I was exactly. Like, don't laugh at me. Focus on the road. <laughs> but, but she's been, she's great. She's been great so far. That's awesome. That's yes. awesome. Okay. So why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about your story? And, you know, I know that does play into why you want to kind of keep growing as a parent. So uh, just tell everybody kind of who you guys are and, and <clears throat> just your story. Okay. Yeah. Um. So uh, Leah is my daughter. She's 15 and I love, love Port City. It's been a huge part of my story, the parent network, um, and just Port City in general. I am a real life teen mom. I got pregnant when I was 16 years old with my daughter. And I remember coming to Port City and I met with Brett Eddy. And it was the first place that someone told me you are welcome here and we want you in ripple effect and we want you in a small group. Um, and so I was just so accepted immediately off the bat. And so I've been coming to Port City for 16 years. Um, my daughter has completely grew up here. I went through Ripple Effect, Overflow, and I was a single mom for a while. And it was just, I love this church. And um, then I met Clay when Leah was four years old. And Clay was a gift from God to us, to our family. It's, it was a beautiful story of um, just God's redemption in that. And he's brought us together and like glued us together just through his love and redemption. and. Um, it does, being kind of a, a blended family like that, it comes with its unique issues. And that's kind of why we wanted to bring that up tonight for any parents out there that may be in a different situation. Um, but yeah, God's really been faithful through all of that. And yeah. Yeah, so we started dating and, you know, it was, we knew there would be some challenges going into that. Um, but Jessica started um, at first dragging me to Port City. And then, then it became easier, and then I was excited to go myself. So I've been attending for uh, about nine years now. So, you know, we got married in 2015, and yeah, here we are. I had, I had a whole life plan when I was uh, 16. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to fall in love by 19 and get married and have more kids, and it'll all be perfect. But, you know, how God's timing is uh, not always like that. But we dated for five years and I really appreciate that time because Clay was so intentional about, I'm not just joining you. If we're going to do this, I'm going to be Leah's father. I'm not going to be a stepdad. He doesn't even like that term. He, I'm going to be her dad, and I'm going to really fully commit to that. And so he took it very seriously. And um, so that's, that's how that's been. And I think one story I was thinking while I was reflecting about some of this stuff that I was able to have a conversation with Leah a couple years back um, just about just talking about that, like, you know, biological father versus our family with Clay and how, how we are living. And um, I was able to tell her, like, most parents don't get to choose their kids, but Clay knew you and loved you and he picked you just like Jesus does for us and adopts us into his family. Um, it's, a, it's just a beautiful reflection of that and so that you don't ever need to feel insecure because you know you're loved in so many levels and you were chosen by Clay, by God. Like, mm, That's awesome. First of all, Jessica, thank you for being honest and wanting to share that with everybody because I, I promise you there are going to be people out there who resonate with your story and who um, are thankful that they, they know someone else is kind of in that same boat. Um, Clay, let me ask you, so, so what, what's been hard about stepping into that role 
and what's what's worked well about stepping into that role for you? I think at first it just seemed very daunting knowing that it wouldn't be just as simple as dating and then moving towards engagement and then marriage. There was a whole nother person involved and I knew that I needed to be, if we were going to do it, that I needed to be fully committed to not only Jessica, but also to Leah. So, um, it, it's been great. You know, it's came with its own set of challenges, but it's been really neat the way it's grown. I think, uh, one of, one of the stories that I love is I was able to, while we were dating before, before I'd bought a ring, I was able to, I think Leah was about six probably. And I, we were riding down the road and I was like able to ask her, like, is it okay if I ask your mom to, to marry me? Is that cool with you? And she was like, yeah. Um, and so that was, that was a pretty, pretty special time. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's just been great growing together and, just developing and watching her develop and our, our relationship, all three of us together. Yeah. Um, you've already talked a little bit about kind of some of the fun stuff kind of with Leah and driving and all that. Anything else kind of right now that you would say with her being a teenager, uh, seeing her personality grow, anything else that kind of comes to mind that's just really fun about kind of your parenting and your family right now? I think it's it's been kind of cool watching certain things sort of pay off, things we've been harping on to her since she was a little kid. Um, and like, I think for, for example, uh, you know, I've always tell her to pray about things and, um, I've been telling her just to pray about everything, you know, since she was a kid. And I don't know how much she really does that, but before she went and got her driver's test, she told me that the night before she, she said, I prayed for help with this and God listened and it worked. And I was just like, that's such a cute, beautiful thing, but that's how God is when, with our childlike faith, you know, he answers a lot of small prayers to build our faith in him until we grow and mature and can be stretched more. So watching some things like that come out in her, um, that's been cool too. Because there's nothing too big or too small that we right. can't take to God. Like he cares about the little things as much as he does the big things. And so it's cool. And we can see our kids start to, to see that as well. But we all know that parenting does come with its challenges. What would you guys say is your biggest challenge in parenting a 15-year-old right now? Um, for me, I think I don't just want to say technology because that's it seems to be from as, as much time as we spent with other parents, it seems to be the common thread mm-hmm. is dealing with the limiting of, of technology, of screen time. So I don't just want to say that, but I would say maybe like conveying the message of why there are limitations. It's not just about um, the amount of screen time or the what you're doing on the device so much as we want you to know that it's because we love you and it's to protect you it's not because we want to be mean parents or restrict you or have you make you have no fun or be the only person that's not on snapchat like we want you to it trying to convey why Mm -hmm. i think it's been a challenge that it's not just a a strict rule there are there's reason there's love behind it there's intentionality behind our rules Mm -hmm. getting that from the way we think of it to in her understanding it has been probably a, a, a big one for me. Yeah, I'm just going to add on to that. Um, another thing that's kind of like the tension of letting go of some of that control and um, leaning into uh, having more influence and more of a relationship with her where, you know, the, when they're young, you're supposed to control them. And then when they're teenagers, you're supposed to leverage your influence and your relationship. And as parents, we, this has been talked about on the parent network often. And as parents of teenagers, we often want to grab control and we feel like we don't have control, and so we panic. Um, so that's been 
an interesting kind of challenge and shifting and shifting some of those rules and listening to her and what's not working with certain rules that we've had and um, really kind of like establishing trust with her and both ways, like teaching her how we need to be able to trust her when she, that she is where she says she's going to be or that she's going to be home when she says she's going to be home. But that the part we can play in that is um, I've started telling her, I trust you with this thing for specific things. Like if you're, I'm going to let you go do this thing that I maybe wouldn't have let you do last year, but I want you to know that this is something I'm trusting you with. I know that you'll take that and you'll be home when you say you will. And so we've been working on some trust building stuff with that. It's a great way to put a positive spin on it by, by saying in the forefront, I'm trusting you with this. So they feel that positive encouragement and impact instead of kind of always questioning them. I'm feeling like we're going to steal that. I think <laughs> We're for doing sure. that. For that sure. was worth the, <laughs> worth the conversation for me right there. Yeah. No, yeah. I, Cause I think giving, giving more of that freedom um, and it's, we definitely are in the midst of it. We don't know what we're doing. We're just, we're having to constantly adjust and, and pray. Uh, one of the things we've, we were at a missions event, the global missions weekend and listening to some of our missionary partners um, through Port City, and one of the phrases that they said about their mission field is that it's just saturated in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I love that phrase. I've kind of stolen it as my mantra, especially in parenting, because it can get uh, tense. It can get highly emotional, um, especially for Clay and I. That's another kind of challenge that we've been learning how to navigate, not, you know, when we have differing opinions on something, um, how to not let that kind of like affect our relationship in a negative way. And so, yeah, saturated in prayer for everything before every conversation, um, before every conversation I have with Clay about parenting, conversations with Leah and praying together as a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have some other ways that you have kind of dealt with the tension that you guys can feel sometimes in parenting? I mean, obviously prayers are super important part of that, but what are some other things that y'all done to navigate that? Because I think that's true for everybody who partners with someone else in parenting. There are always those tensions. So any, any ideas on how you guys have done that well, maybe, or, or maybe ways that you haven't done it well, that could be helpful for someone to hear. Um, I, I think choosing the choosing battles is one, you know, um, it's really easy to get really upset about something that's not a big deal. And it seems like parenting is one of the most emotional sort of things that we run into. Like it's hard to give yourself grace in parenting um, much harder than I feel like anything else in life. And um, another thing I've kind of that's helped me is kind of learning not to project things on her, like expecting her to do something or be a certain way that I was as a teenager, um, but getting to know who she really is. I don't know, Clay, do you have any practical advice there? Well, what comes to mind as far as maybe what not to do is in the, I know in the past a few times we've had the tendency to sort of, but just between Jessica and I just to go back and forth about something that has happened or we are we even projecting is going to happen and kind of kind of making it worse than it is by just mm. us talking us like talking in circles we're just talking yeah. circles about like well this what are we gonna do what about if this? this and what if yeah. she yeah, and yeah. what if i and what if i yeah. and so i think we've tried to or we've done i think we've done well lately about um when a situation comes up talk about it for an acceptable amount of time a couple of minutes decide what the next step is and then move forward either go deal with it right then or if, if we're working we're not going to be able to deal with it right then then don't harp on it. Don't text back and forth about it. Just let it be. So I think just not not staying in that place of, you know, whether you're upset or disappointed or something didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. Pray, move forwards, 
and mm-hmm. deal with it when you can, but don't don't stay in that place too long, mm-hmm. especially in the teenage years. Because oh my gosh, you, yeah. it it would be it's easy. Oh yeah, get stuck there. And it will run you crazy. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like for me, a parallel to that is just how often we tell ourselves stories about you know either what someone's going to say or what they're going to do, or again, kind of projecting on either our kids or our spouse, and kind of letting that run. I let that run through my head <laughs> way too much. And I, there are times I'm in the car and I'm kind of rehearsing a conversation I think I need to have with one of our kids or something. I'm like, we're probably not even going to have this conversation. Just stop. So Just much, so often. Turn on the radio and enjoy it <laughs> instead of kind of go down that rabbit hole because it's it's easy to go down. Right, and you can get yourself upset when there's no reason at all. Like, So yeah. that's a that's just something to be conscious of. Yeah. Another thing that's helped is um, really learning how to be a better listener to our kids and, you know, listen to what she's really saying. And um, Mike said a long time ago uh, to listen to – talk to your kids about everything so that they can talk to you about anything. And we've tried to make that kind of a rule in our house that there's nothing off limits. We will talk about anything and you can tell me anything. And um, sometimes that involves things that I didn't want to necessarily know. And, you know, I have to not freak out about that and let her tell me what's going on um, so that I know. And as long as, you know, there's no, not a situation that needs to be addressed or any danger, then to kind of keep quiet about certain things, I don't have to jump on, if she tells me something, like, I can't believe your friends did that or, or whatever the situation may be. Um, but just to listen and be there. And she does. We have a really sweet relationship. Um, and Leah is really good about She'll tell me everything. She'll tell me all sorts of stuff. Maybe not everything, but she will tell me all sorts of stuff. And uh, I love it. It's a, it's a good thing. But it takes uh, discipline to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another phrase from the parent network is freak out on the inside, not on the outside. Mm-hmm. So put that into practice as yeah. often as possible. Facial expressions matter. Yes. That was what Clay Everett, maybe, that said Uh, your facial expressions can really say, oh, wow, I'm disappointed or I'm upset whenever you didn't even say anything. Just your facial expressions can convey that. So so true. To be conscious of that. Yeah, so true. So what would you say are a few things that you've learned about parenting over the past few years? Um, One thing is really just to prioritize your parenting goals and Really, you know, I think about this a lot. Like the purpose of our parenting really is so that our kids would know God, so that our children's children would know God, really. Mm-hmm. And that starts with our kids. And a lot of times it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day issues and the school and the sports and the stuff. Um, but really keeping that in the front. And that's one thing we love about the Parent Network as well is that even listening, if something doesn't necessarily apply, hearing all of this and having it in your mind when you go home and have an issue that you need to address it's there and you're in a different mindset than you would be otherwise. Um, so that um, I have this verse, Second uh, Corinthians 12, 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. for My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Um, I think that that's just so true in parenting. I, we, none of us are perfect parents and there's so many times we could easy to beat ourselves up about not knowing what to do or doing or saying the wrong thing. Um, but that's really where God fills in that gap for us. And so I've been really stretched in my own walk with God, learning how to just trust him for, for those parenting skills and advice. So <laughs> it's been a, a process. Oh, yeah, sure. And it's, it's fun. We've never parented a 15-year-old. So, so you know. It's new every day, I right? I, right. I don't, I don't you know, try to remind her of that often. Um, but it's just a learning experience for, for her and us. She's never been parented at the, with the things she's going through in this stage. She, she does not even sure how to react to the things that we're saying that we're not even sure if we're 
if we believe or we know sometimes there are certain things that we know exactly where we stand, but you're navigating it. And I think what I used to maybe have uh, in my head was that you would kind of like set some rules and then you all, you go for like months and months and everyone, everything's great until you like come to the next like obstacle. But it's, um, it's every single day is parenting's like every single, it's evolving like from hour to hour. You may think that you just got past like a little bump in the road or just like a little uh, learning experience and then like an hour later. So you don't really, there's not really any just like smooth downtime typically. Yeah. It's, it, it's always changing. It's exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but um, I would kind of compare it to like working out. Like if you've ever went to the gym, like you get like a good, like three or four days in one week, you're like, Ooh, I'm basically ripped. Like I'm good. Like you, you can't just stop. Like it's, I'm not it's, sure I've ever actually felt that way or said that, but that's okay. <laughs> you, if you've ever had a good week, yeah, you okay, get a few yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, but it's like that. You don't ever. You're never just like, oh, we're good now. For for like, we're good. But you have to just every day. There's there's something to to learn from. We can teach her something. She can teach us something. And just growing together constantly. So it's always being molded. For some reason, the picture I have in my mind is almost like this chart, and and we almost we think everything should always be kind of up and to the right. Right. That's not how it is. No. <laughs> it's not how it is. It's kind of weird and strange every day, right? Yeah, I feel like I'm realizing a little late in the game now that we have a 15 and a 17-year-old that maybe my expectations of what um, our relationship should look like or even more so what their obedience or respect towards me should look like were unrealistic, that it's part of it is me having to change my expectations because – I want us to have the perfect little family, but to have a perfect little family, you have to have people who act perfectly and behave perfectly, and that's totally unrealistic. Yeah, because you and kids, I aren't going to do right, that. But also as parents, we're yeah. not going to do it perfectly either. So to change your expectations, because then I feel like you don't feel like so much of a failure as a parent when things don't go the way you think they should. It's more like, yeah, things aren't going to go the way you think they should, so just go back to that verse about the grace covering, right? Yes. That God's grace covers everything. His power is made perfect in our weakness because our weaknesses are revealed mm-hmm. frequently, often. Yeah, yes, they are. Yeah, and um, one quick story that it's kind of relates to that that is, was interesting to me is that um, a lot of times when we feel like we're doing something wrong or inadequate or failing, God's actually doing something else. Um, I found out, uh, we had a conversation with Leah, this was a few years ago when she was questioning some things in her faith and we were having conversations about that, and we had asked her a question about, you know, what we had done as a family, like as far as being living a Christian life, basically, and she told me that us kind of giving her some space during that time to process her doubts is what really helped her, and if you had asked me, I would have said, we are supposed to be having a family devotion forced every night. And to me, it felt like an inadequacy of like, I'm not doing enough mm-hmm. as far as being a Christian and showing that to my child, but then come to find out God was working in her heart, like in the background of that. So cool. How beautiful is that? Yeah. And if yeah. we really were better at being able to let go of feeling like we are solely responsible for, you know, our kids, for their, in their faith. And I mean, we are the primary spiritual leaders in the family, but I mean, really, ultimately, God is in control. He's the one, he's the author and the perfecter of their faith as well as ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of times, week to week, it it just comes down to just giving it to him. Mm-hmm. You do what you can and then give it completely to God. You know, pray over her, pray for her, pray for us as a family, pray for guidance from the Holy Spirit. And 
let that be enough sometimes. Do, yeah. you, do what you can, obviously, as a parent sure. to lead. But there's just some weeks where, where you just have to give it to him. So I want to ask you all, because I feel like in other conversations that we've had in different kind of settings, that you guys have been intentional at doing what you can. Do some things that you guys have done come to mind? I mean, obviously praying for her, you know, family praying together, but anything else that y'all have done intentionally over the last several years, um, just that, that you may see fruit from now, you may not see fruit from, you know, till 10 years from now, who knows, but just anything come to mind for y'all that y'all have done? Cause I feel like y'all have. I think there are multiple things. Uh, the first one that comes to my mind, it doesn't even really involve her, but every single week, um, every single Tuesday night she sees us before, uh, pre-pandemic people come to our house for our small group and then it transitioned to zoom calls. But every single, it doesn't matter what we're doing every single Tuesday night. She knows that we go into the living room, we shut the door, we're on a zoom call for an hour, um, or however long hour and a half, um, with our, with our small group. And so that's not really necessarily involving her because she, she doesn't want to be in probably some of the conversations we're <laughs> yeah, having. Sure. Um, but I think that maybe possibly down the road, she will see that that was a priority no matter what we were doing that week. Almost every week we make that a priority that, hey, we need just a little bit of time to, you know, regroup, talk to our, our friends and yeah, modeling, pray. Just yeah. not modeling your walk, really. I mean, as, as goes your walk, so goes your parenting. And um, that's been really important. I think another thing that we are really intentional about is we like to go for family bike rides. Um, and to, to get out of the house together just at least a couple times a week, even if it's just for 10 or 15 minutes, to really just focus on spending that time together and also just bringing her to fun church events. And we try not to force her. We do require her to come to church with us on Sundays. That's our family day that we want to be in church together. But also when there's other events, we'll ask her, we really want you to do this with us. It'll be fun. And she does, um, for some reason, she likes spending time with us usually. So <laughs> yay. That's been a lot of fun. Cherish um, that, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah, that's great. She, she can't drive without us right now, so we she can, we kind of have to be there. She's stuck. So, <laughs> for now. She's stuck. Well, is there anything else that you can think of that you would want to share um, about when it comes to parenting? Something small that I've been trying to be more intentional with is if you get upset or if there needs to be a teaching moment, not to stay there. Like specifically with driving, you know, if I'll be stomping the imaginary brake and then I, what I want to turn that into as soon as we don't hit that car, as soon as that's over, I want to turn that into like a long life lesson about how you could crash into someone. But I've been more intentional about immediately going as soon as it's over and realizing we didn't wreck, just going, all right, you know, what song should we put on? And just jumping right back into everything's good. Instead of kind of staying in that place to where there gets to be like an awkward, then there's the awkward silence of like, I didn't need that life advice. I I didn't hit the car, you know, just moving forwards, not staying in a, in a negative or stale space, jumping right back into, to laughing and having fun. Um, that is so good. <laughs> so good. It is so good. I feel like I was, it was, I was either reading something or listening to a podcast sometime over the last six months or so that was even talking about how sometimes we want to belabor the point to our kids because we want it to be so important, but literally their minds are not developed enough to take it all in. So it really is a waste of breath. I think I read or heard that like right after I'd had this really long <laughs> lecture session with one of my kids. I was like, oh, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I guess choose your words wisely. Pick what you, say what you want to say yeah. clearly, succinctly. And then like you say, move past it so that you're, not everybody's got this dark cloud over the family or whatever. That's great. 
Anything else for y'all that you kind of, you know, want to talk about when it comes to parenting or any encouragements that you would offer to any other parents uh, as we close up today? Just um, grace upon grace upon grace. <laughs> um, I think something to remember too, if anyone's ever feeling kind of like inadequate, like I was thinking about this today, you, you are the most qualified person to be your child's parent. And God gave that child to you to raise. And it's, it's a really beautiful thing. And I just, we're so happy to be here with you guys tonight. We love the Parent Network um, and the podcast. We recommend it to everyone, whether they're parents or not. We have school teachers listening to it. Like, Sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, we're just so, feel so honored to be here. And I think Jessica wrapped that up beautifully. That was perfect. Yeah, well, thank you guys for being a part of it. I, I have loved just getting to know you guys um, in different settings. And thank you all for coming here and sharing your story. And, and just know you got a lot of wisdom when it comes to parenting. Um, there's a lot of things that you guys have said today that I know are going to be really helpful for other people. That we'll be taking home. And yeah, I mean, there's two kids. things for sure. <laughs> we're just going to start doing. That's <laughs> what we're going to do. It's been uh, really helpful uh, in lots of different ways. We would encourage you to follow us on social media at PC3Parents on Instagram and on Twitter. You can go to our Facebook page, PC3Parents, on all those places. We're just trying to get a lot of resources out and let you know what's going on in the Parent Network as we do. Just hope to equip and encourage Uh, you to help your family walk with God. So thanks for listening today. And we look forward to talking to you again next time on the Parent Network Podcast.